This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Away we go with the world's third most popular public affairs radio show. It's the Adam Ritz Show, and I'm Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker has joined me on the phone. Hey, Jay, how's it going? It's going great. You know, I knew that we were in the top 10 uh, of public affairs shows, and, you know, that show with the little uh, plastic dinosaurs, I know that they're in front of us, but what are the other shows that are in front of us that I don't know about? You know, I don't, I don't know what the top two are. I just, I, I thought it would have sounded very arrogant to say that the number one public affairs yeah. show. So I just, I moved us, moved us down a few notches to number three. I thought that was a well, little more acceptable. That's perfect. I tell my friends and relatives, you know, because you know everything around us is based on, you know how big and how important you feel or can make yourself big and important. And I always tell them, hey, baby, I'm on a national show. And that's usually enough to silence any critics in my circle. Well, we're about a minute into this episode, and I think we just went down to number six. Oh, okay. Well, that happens. Those plastic dinosaurs are very compelling. I've always said that. But in the next half hour, we're hoping to finish in the top 50. Okay, Okay, good. So it gives uh, us something to shoot for. So next week uh, will be our big Halloween extravaganza. We'll go over some uh, trick or treating tips and yes. uh, costume tips and pedestrian uh, driving through your neighborhood at dusk tips. Uh, but I did want to touch on one thing uh, Halloween related this week, and that is uh, a Halloween themed 5K or a fun run for charity. Uh, because if we wait till next week to talk about these fun runs, it, it'll be too late for you to right. to get online and register for one. So uh, most municipalities, most cities and towns and burgs have uh, some sort of Halloween fun run or a 5K or a half marathon or even longer that raises money for some sort of foundation or charity. We highly advise if this is the type of thing you enjoy doing, fun runs and 5Ks, uh, what better way to do one than with a costume on because it's almost oh, yes. like a it's like a half hour trick-or-treating you can just uh you get together there's a thousand people you're all wearing costumes and you do a fun run you raise money for charity but you got to think about it uh think ahead a little bit and get online and, and search that out in your town and make sure you have time to register to do it uh either this week or next weekend uh, right before halloween so here are some tips jay for uh, a fun run costume I guess costume ideas and yeah, things to think about. Yeah, because you want to be able to run. Yeah, you still want to, you know, you still want to present, but you've got to get through that 5K. I just uh, <laughs> about choked on my water. So you're, sorry, you choked on your. Well, I was getting ready to say too. <laughs> the best part about the Halloween 5K is oftentimes you and I know at the so-called relief station they'll offer water and/or Gatorade. But at the Halloween relief station, they just offer the fun size candy bar. So it's yeah. like, so you yeah, you don't need any liquid. You need Snickers. You won't be choking on your water during the uh, <laughs> no. trick or treating 5K. Um, no, but I want to hear a costume idea because 
obviously. And you, by the way, you need to be uh, actually uh, honored and recognized as a gentleman who during holiday seasons have said these 5Ks, not only are they fun, it gives you a chance to dress up, have a great time. You raise money for charity and it helps you kind of ward off the calories of Thanksgiving or Halloween because these are carbohydrate laden holidays, my friend. Yeah, it does give you some peace of mind to make you feel good about yourself when you're uh, about to eat uh, 5,000 calories worth of fun size <laughs> Halloween candy uh, to go out yeah. and, and burn uh, a few hundred calories uh, in a fun run. Uh, they want they they suggest you should keep the temperature in mind and have your yes. your costume for your fun run be temperature appropriate. So if you're listening in the south uh, and the fun run is going to be 80, 85 degrees, uh, you, you you don't want to wear the full size uh, Chewbacca outfit uh, no. head to toe in fur. Uh, it could be a little too hot and uh, dangerous for you. Um, no masks. So good idea. For a couple of reasons. One, your peripheral vision, so you can uh, watch out for other runners and, and vehicles and uh, trees or anything you could run over or trip over, a pothole. Um, your peripheral vision is very important to be able to see where you're running. And then, uh, two, for oxygen intake. You remember those old masks when we were kids that you could not oh, yes. breathe in? <laughs> <laughs> well, and or, you'll love this, if you ever had to wear eyeglasses as a kid, that baby steamed up in there. It was like a green house on your face you couldn't wear a mask if you had glasses (laughs) that is for sure and you couldn't breathe but other than that they were great they were great uh and here's this is kind of a no-brainer uh and i don't really have a good example of of a costume that's made out of paper but they suggest you should not wear a paper costume because after a mile or so you will perspire and when your paper costume gets wet uh, you do dr- run by the drink station. You grab that Dixie cup full of water. You're not going to be able to drink it without spilling some on yourself. And your paper costume by the end will just, it will be in, in, in like a trail of popcorn behind you uh, to find your way home. So uh, temperature... And, uh- my extra tip would be be aware that a costume could malfunction, so you want to make sure you're wearing uh, the proper undergarments underneath any costume. Yeah, you know that's a great point, and I, I did also read uh, that if you if you get uh, a new costume to wear for your 5K uh, or longer, if you're doing that half marathon, maybe you know go out in your neighborhood and, and run at least a block to see. Yes. If it stays put, if it stays on, and if it chafes. I mean, if there's some sure. intricate intricate uh, amount of burlap or a, a material that isn't comfortable, and, and that's going to rub against one part of your body every time you take a step for 13 miles, uh, you're going to be raw by the finish line. Oh, yes. So make sure it's comfortable as well. That's a great point, Jay. And then here are some uh, actual suggestions on costumes um and my favorite one i think is you've seen the movie uh, average not average joe's uh dodgeball dodgeball oh yeah vince vaughn and um, famous film yeah stiller well if you're with a group of people you can dress up like average joe's dodgeball team which is Ah. so simple it's just you know you get some red t-shirts and you have you have it printed with the average joe's logo on the front and you get some shorts 
I think they're yellow shorts they wore in the movie. Yellow yes. shorts, red average Joe's t-shirts. You're done. There's your costume. Yeah. And it's comfortable to go. run in. You're not going to get chafed. No mask, no paper. Um, another great group idea, costume idea for a group running these things is the uh, from Dr. Seuss, thing one, thing two, thing three, thing four. Remember them? Very good. Yes, that would be perfect. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, Forrest Gump is a great costume idea for a run. Ah, uh, this, very good. The scene specifically where he's running. Remember where he yes, just runs across yeah. America? Run, Forrest, um, run. Yeah, you get a beard, a ball cap, and you're good to go. You pretty much just need a beard and a baseball hat. Sure. Group idea? No, you make it simple. No, that's a great point. And yes, you are correct. This is a great time of the year to uh, search out some of those runs. There's probably more in your town than you know. And it's a great way to raise money for charity and have fun because that's what we always say on this show. Uh, go out and uh, go a little crazy, but do it for charity. Yeah, it really is going to be a fun thing to do, especially anything, any excuse to have a costume on. Imagine dressing up like Richard Simmons. And running a 5K. There you go. How, how much fun See, would there that you be? Go. You've already got the shorts on, the tank top. You're doing fine. Yeah, I'd be the first guy to go, yeah, I'm going to dress up like Godzilla. And then, as you said, I'll hit the two-mile mark, and I'll be in the bushes going, I'm chafing, I'm chafing. The full uh, Godzilla <laughs> outfit with the, with the headgear, Godzilla. like, a, like yeah. you're a college mascot. That is not a good costume, <laughs> yeah, Jay. No, that is a horrible idea. <laughs> Hey, you know, we talk about uh, each week some of the things that are happening this week during the week, and I have been uh, surprisingly, uh, in a good way, amazed at how popular NCAA football has gotten in the last couple of seasons. Certainly NFL is very popular. So I'll ask you, Adam, do you have an NCAA team and an NFL team, or is it one or the other? Well, I certainly uh, I went to Purdue. I'm, I'm a big Purdue Boilermaker fan. Football, basketball, really any sport. So yeah, I cheer for Purdue. Okay, uh, and it's been a bad season. Well, a rough. Yeah, I'll say it's been a bad season. We certainly aren't no, as no, good no. as we were Use last the year. Word. Use the word challenging. It's a challenging season. <laughs> it's uh, we're, challenging. We're all looking forward to basketball season with our sure. uh, All American uh, Player of the Year coming back for his uh, final year. So, uh, and I do enjoy a college uh, football game more than I like the NFL. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. At, at, you know, to, to attend. I, I mean, I will. Sure. I will drive two hours, three hours to watch. A college football game outdoors in November when I'm cold, uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to drive 40 minutes to go see an NFL game inside a stadium where it's warm. Well, um, you and I've always talked about. We've been kind of fortunate. We're here in the Midwest, and we get to enjoy Big Ten football. And when I say enjoy, there's all these great traditions. You and I know Iowa and Wisconsin on any given week might not be that great, but those teams at home with those fan bases. And as you said, you get the coldness of late fall and early winter. If you're tailgating at an Iowa game, you got to come prepared. You really do. You, you do. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want anybody to think I don't like the NFL, especially my friends in the NFL. I love right. pro football. I love the NFL. I just, if I had to choose, uh, gun to my head, would you rather attend a college football game or an NFL game? I'm picking uh, per, uh college football and i'm hopefully there's not really a gun to my head 
<laughs> no, no. Yeah, this is, this is the, uh, you know, the fictitious gun to the head. The reason why I bring it up is many people do have a Saturday team and a Sunday team. And I was going to ask you your overall satisfaction level. You indicated that you felt like, uh, after I put the words in your mouth, that Purdue might be having a challenging season. But I bring that up because while it's somewhat early in both seasons, though, sadly i hate to say this we're really racing through we're almost to the halfway point in college football that's gone fast yes it really has this year but i bring that up because even though you have a team you love you root for brings you all kinds of satisfaction as you prepare for each saturday or sunday game you're bound to be disappointed but that's the nature of the game isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah so this is the time of year you have Of course, amazing football. Even baseball's been kind of exciting as it wraps up. So some of the show ideas moving forward that we're going to have, as Adam mentioned, we're going to have our big Halloween spectacular because it's an important holiday on many levels. But you also want to be thinking about, and you might even be looking ahead at home, about how to get your home ready for winter because, yes, it's getting to be about that time. It's been a mild end of summer and a fairly mild fall. But you and I know, Adam, it won't be long till you get some really short days and some really brisk temperatures. There's a reason why you're mostly indoors in the state of, insert any state above north of Tennessee, you yeah, know? That's right. And we've had some cold nights already, uh, even though at the time of this taping of this of this show, it's 74 degrees where I'm sitting outside. Uh, we have had some low 40s. I don't know if we've dipped into the high 30s yet overnight, but definitely low 40s. And the furnace has kicked on, and I have uh, a good uh, close personal friend who <laughs> sent me a picture. Their <laughs> furnace did not turn on when they uh, uh. needed it to, and they did a little furnace check, and they took the the metal faceplate off of the front of the furnace and got right. inside the furnace and Jay, there were four dead bats inside oh my their furnace that was causing it to not run. They cleaned it out. It was a Halloween it, time. It was a Halloween su- surprise. Absolutely. <laughs> and so they cleaned out the, the bat carcasses and put the metal faceplate back on. The furnace kicked right on. So yeah, well, that's a little. That's a you little. Feel uh, bad for the bats. That's a public service announcement to do a little investigating in your furnace. If it doesn't kick on, I mean, I am not handy, and if no, my furnace didn't kick I. on, I would immediately think, okay, I need to write a check to somebody to fix this. Had and I just taken the metal plate off the front and looked, I might have been able to fix it myself at no charge. So, and you and I know there's the famous song, I was working in the lab late one night when my furnace didn't kick on because bats had taken flight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've all heard that song. That is we? a great song. That's one of my favorite Halloween <laughs> That's songs. That's one of my favorite Halloween yeah. songs, absolutely. Yeah, so that does <laughs> touch on my next point. A uh, furnace checkup, very important. Also, change the filter inside your unit if you have one of those replaceable filters. Most of us do have replaceable filters and then most of us have not changed it in over a year so it's like when you pull it out make sure you're uh, wearing a mask or gloves or both especially with the toxic bat carcasses that might be inside it <laughs> <laughs> those were bats 
Rabbit bats. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and then also, here's something mundane. Uh, we've always talked about that everything now is controversial, and we don't hint at that and then go, oh, they said it was controversial. But no, we just know that everybody can get potentially fired up about a number of things. But let's go back to old school when your physician said, don't forget your flu shot. We've mentioned this a couple of times, but just because I really do, Adam, I think the flu shot is a great idea for a lot of people. Many people can get their flu shots free through their local pharmacy. And uh, everything else aside, no matter how you feel about anything else, you don't want to get that sick in the wintertime. Check with your physician and uh yeah just be aware it's flu shot season and uh just right at the corner at your local pharmacy they might be handing them out now adam i don't know how you would handle this but my guess is you would find plenty of things to buy for 1.73 billion this week that massive lottery jackpot in the Powerball jackpot, there was it was all on a single ticket, which you always kind of hate to hear because only one person won. But one person won on a single ticket out in California, one point seven three billion dollars. Uh, what what in the world? How would you? How what would you do, Jay? What's the first thing you do when you oh, find out you have one point seven billion? I don't even know. My wife and I laugh that, you know, we would get every single toy that we'd ever thought of because we laugh. We have a uh, shelter animal that we adopted. And, you know, she loves every toy under the planet. So we'd probably buy a million dollars worth of dog toys. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's because you and why? Because you could. You know what I mean? You could buy a million dollars worth of dog toys and no one would say a word to you, you know? You could, uh, I saw this story this week. There was an, uh, a unanimous gentleman at, uh, I think, LaGuardia, the airport, who bought like 217 airline tickets for people that were trying to get home for uh, for some occasion. He, he So as people came, and I think they were service members too. I'm completely butchering right. the story, but I think... Uh, service members were at the ticket counter trying to get home for something, and he uh, told them, just like at a drive-thru, you know, I want to pay for the guy behind me. Um, oh, he said, I want to pay for the next 217 flights you get uh, for these for a service gosh. member trying to get to wherever they're trying to go. And isn't that's that amazing? So that's amazing. That, I love hearing stories like that. That's the kind of fun stuff you could do if you won $1.7 billion. $1.7 billion. But here's what's interesting. Here's what here's what public affairs is all about, Adam. That particular winner, while that's impressive, and I'm going to guess that individual, it was, by the way, Fraser Park, California. You and I know that's a hotbed in California. Well, I'm not going to Hollywood. I'm going to Fraser Park. You know, we've always said that. Uh, Jay, I would say <laughs> if if you won the $1.7 billion, you'd have to buy a new cell phone because you just sounded like you were on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Did you no, move your, the room you're in? Did you move? No. I think I, I have a, a something in in my head here. Is it better? Th- that's a little better. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I told you that this was kind of a bad area. I feel bad. If no, this no, no. Okay, now. you're all good now. I think you sound better. Oh, good, good, good. So yes, uh, this ticket was sold in Fraser Park, California. 
But if you look, it wasn't the only winner. Tickets bought in Florida, Indiana, Oregon, and Virginia matched the five numbers without matching the Powerball. All those tickets are worth a million dollars, which you and I know would change your life. I wouldn't want it. Oh, you wouldn't want a million no, dollars? I, pass. I, I, I just want the $1.7 billion. That's what I tell the lottery. I'd, I'd walk, march right into the lottery office, slam the ticket down, and say, I don't want this. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, here, here's a funny story, uh, and I think this may be our final story. But, oh, no, we still have a little bit of time we here. Do. Uh, there were There was a Bigfoot sighting in Colorado. You know, Bigfoot's kind of been laying low lately. They haven't had a bunch of new uh, videos. And they've always said, hey, look, now that everybody's got a video uh, device on your phone or camera on your phone, why haven't we seen more UFOs or Bigfoots or Loch Ness monster photos? But the New York Post says that a... A couple was traveling in Colorado. Uh, They were on uh, one of those tourist trains that ran between Durango and Silverton, Colorado, up in the scenic mountains there. And uh, this woman said they were looking out the window and saw a figure that appeared to be Bigfoot walking right out there on the hillside. I will. I'm so excited to know that the the Bigfoot is still out there. Well, there you go. And and I do have to tell you, this is some pretty good-looking video. Now, obviously, you and I know that video can be faked, but this one looks like it was taken from a one of those tourist trains, and it's just far enough away. You know, it could be a guy in a canvas suit, or it could be Bigfoot. We say when you when you have our show today, look it up because I'm sure it's on every video service on the planet. But it kind of looks like Bigfoot. To me, it does. I don't know. I'm always cautiously optimistic about any of these stories. Well, plus, you want to believe. I mean, don't you want to believe? Oh, absolutely. I think to myself, how cool would it be that Bigfoot's living in a tourist area in Colorado? Well, he's a a Buffaloes fan now that uh, Deion Sanders has turned around the Colorado (laughs) University of Colorado football program. Where else would he be? He's certainly right. not. He's not going to be in West Lafayette watching Purdue. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great that Coach Prime's special guest this week on Coach's Show is Bigfoot? You know, he's a great recruiter. The, you know, it's amazing how crazy this has all become. I mean, I know there's upsides, downsides to it, some controversy surrounding it, but good for Deion Sanders. You know, you and I know in our age group, we grew up with the fact that here's another extraordinary athlete. He played baseball and football at a time when most people couldn't play one or the other. Well, well still to this day, most people can't do one or the other. And yeah, yeah he, he's uh, he's been amazing and it's been fun to watch what he's done in Colorado. Uh, I He's hope, been uh, kind of like the Bo Jackson, if you will, of his era. And good for him being a college football coach, because I think that he's got a very good personality for that. And and to his credit, his marketing is great. Anytime you can see him featured on a television commercial with uh, Coach uh, Nick Saban, who is you know one of the greatest college coaches ever, you go, that guy's done a lot. I mean, it, he's he's reached an interesting pinnacle. I would bet he's going to have Bigfoot on his defensive line next season. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Bigfoot's rangy. He, he doesn't need a lot of climate control. He's ready to go. He's ready to play. 
Now, every football game you've ever seen, Adam, how does it begin? Well, the kickoff. Well, it begins with the kickoff, the but coin how do toss. they determine which team kicks to which the, team? The coin toss. There it is, okay. the coin toss. Well, it's science, Adam, and you know we respect the science here. Throughout our lives, we've all been led to believe that a coin toss was literally 50-50, but it turns out that is not the case. A mathematician uh, at the University of Michigan tossed the coin. You're going to love this. <laughs> I don't know if he did it or a machine did it, but they tossed the coin 350,000 times. <laughs> I bet he did it. He, <laughs> if he's a mathematician, I don't think he, he didn't have a, he's not on a date. He's not on a dating yeah. app. He is just flipping a coin 350,000 times. He is back at his uh, office flipping that coin. You'll love this. He, they have coined a term now called same side bias so when you hear same side bias you know we are talking about some science here what happens is when the coin is tossed you introduce a tiny amount of wobble and that is called precession so see all these great words we're learning and see how smart you're going to become i I, i'm enjoying this please continue (laughs) <laughs> it can cause the coin to spend a little more time in the air with the initial side facing up. So according to his research, a flip coin has a better chance of landing on the side that was face up when the flip was initiated. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's subtle, it's different, and here's the note to my research. This study has not yet been peer-reviewed for those concerned about its validity. But I thought that was cool that the guy somehow was able to quantify, no, no, I flipped this coin 350,000 times, and here's what I see. So what side landed the most? What was the It it lands on the side that started out face up when you do the flip because you actually uh, present a slight wobble to the coin once you flip it. And it's called same side bias, which I think is great because later when you're with your friends watching football and they and you see the coin toss, you know what you can bring up, Adam. Oh uh, yeah, that same side bias that, that messes up the coin toss every time. <laughs> All right, yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. Cliff Clavin, <laughs> thank you for the same yeah, yeah. side bias. The, the, the fix is in there with the same side bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm with you now that the 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 side that you start the flip on is the yes. side it lands most likely on. Uh, more than yes. 50% of the time. So how many times? Out of 350,000 flips, that's more than 175,000 times. Is there Correct. a number? It might not be 50-50. They do not indicate on my research exactly what they came up with, but they said it is not an exact 50-50 according to their research. Well, this guy just sounds like he wasted a whole <laughs> lot of funding in the math department. I like the phrase same side bias. I may start using it at work a lot more. Well, I, I've i known you've always had a, a, some sort of same side <laughs> bias. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, Jay Baker. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, in our super quick uh, end story here, as you said, Adam, Halloween just around the corner. There is such an organization known as the Halloween and Costume Association. I, I and had they no have idea. done some research. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool that there's an actual association for Halloween and costuming. We've talked about the fact that uh, 
there's an amazing amount of money that's spent on Halloween, and they think that the figure this year may be 20% more over any given year because, you know, we're kind of fully out of COVID in many communities, and so everyone is going to be a little bit more free to trick-or-treat this year. I have heard the same thing, that there's going to be record-setting monies spent on Halloween this season. And the number one biggest costume that they feel due to searches on Google search is Barbie because of the amazing success of the Barbie movie. Yep. Barbie made a billion dollars in theaters. I, you know, I thought you were going to say um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift was <laughs> going to be the top. Funny. And that's an easy costume to pull off. You just need a red jersey and, and a blonde wig. Right. Well, it's funny you said that because that is number two, is anything Taylor Swift. So it shows you, uh, as you said, just how popular she's become. As I like to refer to it, Adam, as the pop culture landscape. Well, you, you are, if anybody is in tune with current pop culture, it is you. You know, you ask me any question about Marvel Comics, pop culture landscape, or about coin flips, and I'm usually, I'm there with the data, and I'm there with the pithy answer. You, you, you know. are. Uh, and we are wrapping up the show now, and I, I will say, just Barbie-related, I just heard this week that uh, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, their chemistry in Barbie was so great that it led to a mm. billion dollars in ticket sales that Hollywood has taken notice of that. And we're going to see a, a lot of movies featuring those two people. In fact, they're working on a prequel to Ocean's Eleven starring oh, those two. Oh, that'd be great. And, you know, they're going to have a Barbie 2. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, a string of 10 movies with those two people uh, starring across from each other. I, I do not disagree. And as you said, when you get lightning in a bottle like that, they always want to return to it. All right, Jay, thank you so much. Happy Halloween. We'll do the big Halloween episode next week. If you'd like to hear this episode again or any of our past shows, they're in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics audio out-of-home marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.